Hare Krishna. Namamishnu Padaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale Srimati Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namane Namaste Sarasvati Devi Gauravani Pracharine Nirvise Sasunyavadi Pasacha Deshatarine Adandarastrandante Ridamyachapuna Puna Srimadrupam Mahamboji Rajaham Sambhavi Bhavi Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda, Shri Advaita Gradhar, Shiva Shari Gaura Bhakta Vrinda, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Tata Pravishati Consoled by two gopi friends, Radha enters. Radha, O beautiful-faced friend, I did not fully drink the nectar of Lord Krishna's joking words with my ears. I did not fearlessly grant a gaze without restriction on his lotus face. I did not very firmly embrace his chest to my heart's content. Moment after moment, my mind remembers all this as it trembles in pain. Vishaka, ah, why, even though you know of Krishna's message promising his return, do you still torture your friends by plunging yourself into this blazing fire of grief? Radha in Sanskrit, oh my friend, the gopis who all have beautiful curved eyebrows may be convinced that Krishna's heart is flooded with waves of compassion for this downtrodden person. Still my cruel enemy, the pain of being separated from Krishna, is intent on cutting my heart to pieces. That enemy will not for a moment allow me to celebrate the festival of auspicious happiness. In agony, the blazing fire of separation from Lord Krishna the king of Gokula has broken my heart. That fire is more painful than the Putapaka fire, more troubling than a strong dose of poison, more t- intolerable than Indra's thunderbolt, sharper than a spear plunged into the heart, and more horrifying than the last stage of cholera. Putapaka fire is a fire that burns at the bottom of the ocean. There are uh, um, volcanoes at the bottom of the ocean, so there's active fire volcano. That's called the Putapaka fire. The blazing fire of separation from Lord Krishna, the king of Gokula, has broken my heart. That fire is more painful than the Putapaka fire, more troubling than a strong dose of poison, more intolerable than Indra's thunderbolt, sharper than a spear plunged into the heart, and more horrifying than the last stage of cholera. But it's ecstasy. A voice from behind the scenes. Krishna is many millions of times more dear to Radha than her own life. Now that he has gone far away, her heart has become wounded 
by many sharp javelins of unbearable grief. She has become emaciated, she may roll about on the ground, and she may scream in pain. O oh, noble pious Mukara, please don't try to stop her. Please don't try to stop her. Srimati Radharani becomes emaciated, she stops eating. Lalita, glancing at the area behind the scenes. Brinda, well done, well done. You stopped Mukura, who was very eager to intervene. Radha, again seeing a Chakravaki bird, she makes the following request. O Chakravaki bird, because you have come here from the east, you must have seen Krishna. Please tell me the news of his activities. Has someone acted to relieve the Lord's fatigue traveling on the highway in the chariot? Has someone decorated him with leaves, fresh sprouts, and other forest ornaments? Lalita. Dear friend, look at the king of crows sitting on top of this kadamba tree. He seems to be a relative of us gopis, suffering in separation from our beloved. He seems to be yearning to go to Mathura. Radha. Now, if you want to read a real, uh, real uh, book of separation, then if you read the Hamsa Dutta, which is a message, Lalita's message to Krishna in Mathura. Radha praising the crow. Oh, brother. O crown of all youths, after you relieve Brajabhumi, please go to Vrindavan's king, Krishna, offer respectful obeisances to him, and speak to him the following message on my behalf. O moon of all amorous heroes, the flames of separation from you are now beginning to burn the animal of my life-breath in the house of my body. Please unbolt the firm lock of hope that keeps that animal in the burning building. Seeing a female parrot on the left, O oh, parrot friend, I did not know you were a messenger of Krishna. Tell me the news. Has Krishna crushed the sharp thorns of his enemies? Is he now surrounded by his friends? Does he call for a chariot to come here? Is he now eager to travel west to the land of Braj? frightened and crying, what will my superior say now? Now, where will I be able to hear the nectar of Krishna's flute? I do not hear any words that will drive away my grief. I cannot be peaceful for even a moment. Alas, where is the Lord of my life now? O oh, miserable life, please run out of my throat at once. No longer can I see Krishna. Vishaka aside to Lalita. Lalita, quickly do something to stop, even for a moment, the waves of suffering that are drowning our dear friend Radha. So this is the same thing that is going on in uh, Gambira with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, uh, Ramananda Roy and Swarupta Lalita approaches Radha and says in Sanskrit, O Lotus-eyed one, we think that clever, playful Krishna is simply playing a joke on us and 
these events, beginning with Akrura's arrival, are all his joke, for he is not willing to leave Vrindavan at any time. O oh friend, if you simply search for him in the forest, you will quickly find him there. Vishaka, well done, Lalita, well done. You are intelligent. Radha, my friend, this is not impossible. Let us search for him. After walking some distance, she sees some does. With tears in his, her eyes, she calls out to them in a loud voice, Hello, hello, O does. The grass is falling, half eaten from your mouths. Is this because charming Krishna has stolen your hearts? Is this because you have met the wandering guest of Lord Krishna's sidelong glance, or because you have heard the sweet music of his flute? Going to another place, she laughs loudly. Oh, peahens, please give up all duplicity and quickly tell me, where is peacock feather-crowned Krishna hiding in the forest? Where is Krishna, whose flute music pleases you millions of times more than the thunder of many new rain clouds? Vishaka, eagerly craning her neck, I can see a Gunja necklace in the grove by Radha Kund. Radha, with great awe, she picks up the Gunja necklace, smells it, and trembles. Reflecting the splendor of the king of jewels, you were once on the chest of Krishna, the enemy of the demons. O Gunja necklace friend, why do you overwhelm now roll about on the ground of this forest path? Lalita. How is it that by wandering in search of Krishna, we have come near Sakistali, Chandravali's home? Radha, O oh dear friend Chandravali, O oh Bishaka, I have so yearned to see Chandravali, who I so rarely see, and who is very dear to Krishna, the prince of Gopas. Bishaka, confined to her house, to the house by her grandmother Karala, uh, Karala, she has been waiting, uh, wasting away in grief. Radha, I shall go now and pray to Govardhan Hill. She takes a few steps and with jealous rivalry says, O Vishaka, why do you cheat me in this way? Chandravali is here. She approaches and says with tears and a choked voice, O friend, have you seen your friend? the independent-minded Prince of Brudge? Has he come here with glistening, smiling lips, a flute in his hand, a peacock feather in his hair, and timid eyes glancing at these groves of flowering vines filled with blessing bees blinded with joy? Hearing the mountain cave echo her words, she becomes uneasy. Why does Govanan Hill cry the same question back at me. Bewildered, she goes close to the cave. O beautiful Chandravali, suffering Radha can see how your body has become auspicious from Krishna's many tight embraces. Please embrace me with your arms, fragrant with the touch of Krishna's flower earrings. This is actually Radharani's talking to her own uh, reflection. She tries to embrace her. Lalita, this is you yourself, reflected in this crystal stone. It is not Chandravali. Radha, closely examining it. You're not lying. 
looks ahead and happily laughs. Lalita, I'm fortunate. Now I shall not give up my body. Look, look, pointing with a finger. There in the far distance is Krishna, decorated with a peacock feather in his crown and embraced by the fair-limbed gopis. Radha becomes jealous. She carefully looks again and then becomes unhappy. No, I think it's not Krishna. It's only a rain cloud, lightning, and rainbow resting on Govardhan Hill, and she faints. Both gopis, don't be sad, don't be sad. Radha becomes revived. She says with great respect, O Govardhan Hill, O King of Mountains, you are the best of the affectionate servants of Lord Krishna. I think that Lord Krishna always remains on your lap with plaintive words. Please be kind. Please open the entrance of one of your caves and let me glimpse Krishna within. Please do this and stop the unbearable, endless waves of my suffering. Looking again. Why is Govardhan Hill silent? He simply sheds streams of tears in the form of these murmuring mountain brooks. She folds her hands. Oh, Govardhan, you shine very splendidly in the land of Gokula. Your many lofty peaks thrusting into the sky. Please look in all directions and tell me where Krishna, the jewel of the cowherd boys, now enjoys pastimes. Walking a little ahead, O restless-eyed friend, is this not the same Kadamba tree under which Krishna placed the peacock feather crown in my hair? Looking south, she begins to cry. Here is the same cave entrance on Govardhan Hill where Krishna made a very artistic, colorful bed of jasmine flowers. When I see this place, it reminds me of all the pastimes we enjoy together here. O oh friend, fie on the useless breath that continues to move in my heart. Distressed. I saw all the forests. I looked in all of Vrindavan forest. I carefully searched dense Bandiravan forest. I looked in every part of Govinan Hill. O oh Lalita, alas, I have not found even the faintest scent of your friend Krishna anywhere. Lalita, how many times have you searched for Krishna in the forest groves and not found him? Don't be depressed. Radha beginning to run, she says in Sanskrit, well said, Lalita, well said, well said. Look, there in the distance are Krishna and Akura riding on a chariot. I will grab Krishna by the neck and drag him down. Approaching nearer, she becomes unhappy. That's not a chariot but a hill covered with golden flowers. This is not the gopi's lover Krishna, but a dark tamal tree. This is not the king's messenger, Akrura, but a powerful tiger. O oh friend, why has the unfriendly creator Brahma made everything wrong? And she faints. Vishaka alarmed. Lalita, fan Radha with the edge of your garment while I go to get lotus petals. She runs off. A voice from behind the scenes. 
Seeing Radha's intense suffering in separation from Krishna, the Manasaganga has completely dried up, and Govardhan Hill, which was so tall that the sun god's horses could eat the dense grass and its summit, has shrunk to the height of a hundred arms. Now this is a different version of why Govardhan Hill is the height that it is. Not because it was cursed, but it's because of Srimati Radharani's separation. Radha regains consciousness and says in the anger of love, O Radha, give up the wickedness of this false pride. Lalita sighs and lowers her head. Radha, O Radha, the sound of Krishna's footsteps has come to my ear. Krishna is now entering this grove of transcendental pastimes. She falls down at the edge of Lalita's feet. Krishna has come to this forest grove, bordered by jasmine flowers. The smiling vines and the buzzing of bees makes you run there. Mad woman, get up. Don't hit the friend that touches your feet. Because of your foolishness, we are losing a rare and precious opportunity. Lalita, alas, terrible fate has killed me. She cries and wails. Vishaka hastily arrives. Lalita, what is this? Please calm down. Radha surprised. Friend, are you actually Lalita? Lalita with a choked voice. What? Radha. Ah, she speaks the truth. I am Radha. She looks around. I've come here to pick forest flowers for a garland. I will pick jasmine flowers to make earrings for Krishna. Well, it's just madness. Same madness Lord Chaitanya exhibited. She anxiously enters a flower garden. Why are the jasmine buds falling? Why are the kadamba blossoms breaking into pieces? Why are the jati buds black? What's happened to Krishna's Vrindavan forest? Both Lalita and Vishaka, the forest must have been licked by the flames of a great fire. Radha, oh Lalita, I don't know why a great forest fire playfully licks my heart. Let's find your friend whose glance extinguishes great fires. Lalita, come dear friend, come. This is not the easy role to play for Lalita and Vishaka. I mean, they're suffering also, but now they have to, they're suffering, Radha's suffering as well, but somehow or another, they have to look cheerful and cheer her up. Radha jubilant, I can see the Surabi cows. Krishna can't be far away. And then she begins to run. Why do the cows, their eyes flooded with tears, refuse to eat? the grass before them? Why overwhelmed with emotion do they not lick the calves near their mouths? Why do they break the directions with their lament? Alas, alas, Krishna's Surabi cows on this path are on the verge of death. A voice from behind the scenes. May a black snake angrily bite the chest of King Kamsa, who took away the moon of Krishna which gives life to the pond of Braj. Alas, the safari fish of the gopis are rolling on the dry ground in agony. The waves of their life breath are stopping. 
what will give them shelter now? So when you love somebody, then that's, that's how you feel and that's how you act, separated. Trembling with agitation, Radha faints. Now this is the third time she's fainted, or fourth time. Lalita, there, there. Radha opens her eyes and looks to the sky. Oh, Sun God, Radha offers her respectful obeisances unto you. Please fulfill her desire. Vishaka, with awe. The thousand-rayed Sun God gives a benediction. Radha, not hearing Vishaka's words. Alas, alas. It has scattered sweet Krishna's footprints, enchanting the world's eyes and making them wretched. The Mimumuna shore now walks on the pathway of my eyes and makes my senses burn with pain. Now she's on the bank of the Jamuna. Lalita. Oh, this river bank, let us worship the sun god and pray to him for the fulfillment of our desire. Radha rolls about on the river bank. O oh, lotus-eyed one, on this Yamuna shore, where again and again you splashed us with waves of pleasure, deep with love, why do you now embrace us? Why do you not now embrace us, who are tormented with pain? Lalita, looking at the Jivuna, O oh, sister, O oh, crown of the sun god's dynasty, I have come here desiring to hear from you news of Krishna, the killer of the Madhu demon. Radha, in Sanskrit, friend, your every new shores are filled with forest groves that rival jeweled palaces and that were once the home of Krishna's pastimes. She faints. Again. Vishaka, Lalita, Krishna once wore this garland. Place it on Radha's nose. They both do that. Radha, after a long time, she regains consciousness and says in Sanskrit, Lalita, listen, I saw a frightening dream. It was so vivid that I thought I was awake. In this dream, a wicked messenger of King Kamsa came to Vrindavan, and with a chariot, Krishna, she leaves the sentence unfinished. I pray there will be peace and prosperity in Braj. Now to become freed from the ill effects of this bad dream, I will bathe in the Jamuna and then go see Krishna. Vishaka, let us go to Kaila Tirtha, where Krishna eternally enjoys pastimes. They all walk. Brinda and Mukara enter. Brinda, Mukara, my child, what is Radha doing? Brinda. O noble lady, I will see. She is bathing in the waters of the Kela Tirtha with Bishaka. Radha gazes at the beauty of the tall waves. O Bishaka, well done, well done. Now I will enter the water of Kela Tirtha. Look, there is your friend Krishna. He is hiding among the blue lotus flowers. He is playfully waving his arms. Bishaka, Let's enter the water. They both exit. Lalita, looking on, she becomes grief-stricken. Alas, alas, now I am dead. I'm dead. My dear friend Radha 
has drowned in the deep water with Vishaka. She will never again rise from the water. These two have drowned and now I will become the third. She enters the water. Mukara in tears. Fate, fate, why have you done this? Rinda crying, alas, what will happen to her now? Suffering, noble lady, Lalita is grief-stricken. Now she also wants to drown in the water. Stop her at once. They both do that. Lalita, seeing this, she says to herself, Alas, alas, here's a great obstacle. By some trick I will escape from this place. And because of separation from my dear friend, I will jump from the top of Govardhan Hill and on the rocks of the mountain base I will crush this hard stone body that will not break from not being able to see its dear friend. Hiding her grief, she openly says, Noble lady, let go of me. I must go and tell the strange news to noble Purnamasi and her friends. She exits. A voice from the sky. What great person in this world is able to describe the splendid flood of this beautiful eyebrowed gopi's glory, as splendid as new lightning? She and her friends have now entered the sun, which even great sages cannot attain. Brinda, noble lady, listen. The Siddha demigods in the clouds are glorifying Radha's attainment of perfection. Mukara, rolling on the ground. Alas, alas, O granddaughter Radha, where have you gone? Brinda anguished. As I think of Radha's death, I suffer as a burning in the flames of the Puttapaka fire. O lotus-eyed Radha, when he hears of your sudden, untimely death, what will happen to lotus-eyed Krishna? A voice from the sky, grief-stricken Lalita, whose teeth are as beautiful as pomegranate seeds, who is a jewelry chest of love for Krishna, and who is the life and soul of Radha, and has and has now jumped from the top of Govardhan Hill. Mukara, Lalita, why have you left us? She becomes very agitated. Brinda, now I will enter the Yamuna and cool this body burning in the flames of grief. She begins to enter the water. A voice from the sky, elderly one, don't do it. It's not right. Brinda, O oh, noble lady, this order descending from the realm of the sun is not to be disobeyed. Mukara, I will tell all this to noble Purnamasi. Mukara, child, I could not clearly hear it. What did the demigod say? Vrinda, without duplicity, please place in your ears these splendid words of the sun god who removes the fatigue of the lotus flowers and witnesses the Chakora birds meeting with their lovers. The sun god said, O Mukara, don't commit this reckless act of drowning yourself in the waters of the Jamuna. In the future, you will enjoy a festival of nectar of transcendental bliss. They both exit. Everyone exits. Thus ends Act 3. Are you
it's quite quite unrivaled uh, um, descriptions and uh, Jamuna, Vishaka, the Jamuna is an expansion of Vishaka, and the Jamuna is also the daughter of the sun god. So sun god has <coughs> Yamaraj and Jamuna. So those are two children, uh, boy, boy and girl. Uh, and therefore, uh, on on the Jamuna, uh, one can then go. Well, one can go to the spiritual world. One can also go to the sun. So then, Jamuna Devi, on Surya Narayan's order, has now taken Radharani to the sun. Try to feel the separation. By feeling their sep hearing of their separation, we try to identify with that. It's just a very natural thing. Uh, you know, if you go, go to a drama, you go to a movie, and, you know, if it's, if it's funny, you laugh. If they're crying, you cry. In other words, you become one. Uh, Tadatma, it's called. Tadatma, you take on their atma, their nature. So that's why we hear by hearing about separation, then we identify with that mood of separation. And it, we hear enough, 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 then it, uh, it starts to come naturally when one chants Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Jai Srila Rita Madhava Ki Jai Rupa Goswami Prabhupada Ki Jai.